Welcome to the Midwest Nice Podcast, the show with honest political discourse dipped in ranch. This is your host, John Flynn, and today I'm joined by Amy Lipka and Mariel Brown-Fallon. Keep your accent strong and the pierogies close by, because you're going to need it. Let's get the show started. my intro there what did you guys think i think my timing was off pierogies are good so i'm in I no mean, the, pro- yeah. the pierogies was fine i just feel like you were fast uh, you did it quickly really? i i like that instead of redoing it you're just going to talk about how it was bad yeah, <laughs> yeah it's called riffing you know comedy no i i liked um, the uh the pause before the let's go to the store it was yeah. awesome um what you sound like yeah we'll be we're missing lauren kaufman again today and so I, with only saying the two names of the intro, it doesn't line up perfectly. Sorry, your names aren't like long enough for you. You need to get, I'm going to put your middle names in the next one. I got a quadruple <laughs> hyphen. Do you I'll have, work on it. Do you have long middle names or short middle names? I don't know your middle names. Are we divulging middle names? No. 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 Okay. Mine's Charles. <laughs> I know both of yours, so I feel like I'm there. in a privileged position. <laughs> you are <laughs> in a privileged position. Whatever. Um, yeah. So we're back. We're back. Not on uh, not on Tuesday again. Launching. Sorry, everyone. I'm not sorry. We have. Are you thing. Beyonce? Baby, I'm <laughs> We have not other... that song. <laughs> not the song I was thinking. Of. We have other things it. going on. We've also, made... now that it's Wednesday and we're recording, I'm very tired. So yeah. sorry, everyone. I've broken promises before, <laughs> not just on the show. So. But also on the show. But also on the show, mm-hmm. especially with the timing. Mm-hmm. Um. Hopefully it's a good episode today. I think we should just get it started. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So lately we've been doing these, uh, for these first sections, we've been doing some articles and some real deep discussions on things. Uh, the one that I, the one that I picked this week is, uh, it's actually from 538, which I don't usually read 538.com, the polling and sort of data blog outside of election times i know everybody is addicted to it especially during this last election like watching the numbers and the charts and everything go up and down yep um i was pretty egregious about it this past election and uh so yeah this article is actually about the midwest and it's uh called the midwest is getting drenched and it's causing big problems so basically it was about tracking the increased precipitation that's been happening in the Midwest lately. Uh, that's definitely something we've been noticing. They mainly focused on Minnesota. Um, so the, the article starts out talking about um, how Minnesota is beginning wetter and over the past 100 years, the state has seen more storms that produce heavy rainfall and like more rainfall and stronger, more intense storms. Um, and has especially seen dramatic changes in the, the number of what they're calling mega rain events, which are storms that you get at least six inches of rain over a thousand square miles. Um, and in the center of the storm drops more than eight. So that's, I think just another term that they're using for like hundred year storm and things like that. Um, so basically talking about obviously the, the climate change that's happening and how this has been causing new 
problems in that area, new infrastructure issues, things like that, that people didn't really plan for, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, like city planners, basically like the standard that they've been working off of for a long time for making buildings and bridges, things like that was so that it could withstand hundred year floods, which, um, what's the definition of hundred year flood they talked about? It. Uh, so it's based off of the amount of rain falling in a 24 hour period. I think it's different for every state based on it, but now they're talking about how they may have to start building new things for 500 year storms rather than hundred year storms, which sounds terrifying, even it sounds though it's really bad. It's yep. basically the difference of like an inch per 24 hours, but hmm. yeah, 500 year storms. So this especially hits really close to home because um, we just had some major flooding here in Lansing. Because it's been raining every day for it months. Also, yeah, it really has <laughs> been raining a lot more than usual this spring. Um, I mean, weather's been screwy in Michigan for a while now. Everything mm-hmm. sort of shifted like a month. Like our, our yeah. summers sort of end in like September now. Everything's like a month later. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like winter starts in January now instead of December and sort of drags on till well, this year it seemed like it was dragging on till like mid April. It lasted like six months. Yeah, we were still getting like foot dumps of snow, yeah. especially up north in like mid April. Well, and that's the thing with like the first big like flooding incident we had here, like in Lansing this year, was because we were getting just like crazy weather and the like the ground wasn't thawed yet so the ground like it just rained a lot the ground didn't really absorb any of the rain Mm -hmm. and then everyone's basement flooded so the other problem here is that lansing is built on a swamp so that might have happened anyway but for our viewers our listeners out there the entire state of michigan is a swamp (laughs) that existed inside of the great lakes and we decided uh to build it build a state out of it pure michigan pure michigan Michigan. but yeah, I was I you know I bought a house in Lansing last summer, and then this was when did that storm when did the flooding happen here two three months ago? Yeah, yeah. my basement flooded. All of my neighbors' basements flooded. Um, the neighborhood right across the main road from me was like evacuated. There was houses that were along the Grand River that were having like six or seven feet of water in their living rooms, um, which is stuff that doesn't typically happen around here they i think it was the most rainfall they we'd gotten since 1975 yeah it's like hard for me to compare based on past years because i feel like having grown up in michigan i'm just constantly disappointed by the weather mm-hmm. all the time so after yeah. six months of winter i don't remember what last spring was like <laughs> yeah well, i've had to be more conscious about it now that i am not like living in an apartment or a rental anymore and so yeah, it, it makes me nervous. And, you know, there's so many people out there, especially in our own state government, who are, uh, I don't know if it's fair to say they're in denial of climate change if they are willingly, like, fighting legislation for it. Because to me, it feels more like they know it's true, they just don't care. Like it might not be going far enough to say they're denying it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's beyond denial. I think it's, like, actively just being on the sides of, polluters and people who they're making it worse so um yeah strong feelings about that i think that 
Yeah. Also, in thinking about like the weather patterns over the past couple of years, you talk about like these 100 year storms or whatever that are happening and and they're becoming more frequent. So I feel like the terminology that we use of like 100 and 200 year storms or whatever is becoming irrelevant. Like people are just Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot of um, reckoning from bad like infrastructure decisions we've made like the fact that we decided to build a bunch of houses on a volcano in hawaii and that people you know built these beautiful like multi-million dollar homes on the edges of beaches in california and then Mm -hmm. you know that are inevitably probably going to either fall into the sea or get wiped out by forest fires and i think that in thinking about like the flooding that's happening here and in the midwest and then also thinking about all of the really wild hurricanes that we've seen come through that they're saying are like the biggest hurricanes we've seen in like, you know, decades or, or centuries. Like we really need to start reevaluating the way we think about these storms because I think that they are becoming the new normal and like we are just going to have to start dealing with um, this more severe pattern of weather. And I think that one thing that we're really going to seriously need to think about is infrastructure and how we like rebuild our infrastructure um and i think trump like it was infrastructure week right i think last week every week no i think it was i think it was a while ago but Uh. we don't mention him on this show but i just wanted to say that like he did roll out an infrastructure plan but basically it was crap and like it was just uh we're going to build the wall that was his infrastructure that he wanted Right. Mm -hmm. Basically, his infrastructure plan is build a wall. But like really, the infrastructure plan that he rolled out was super weak. It said that states have to fund like self-fund up to 80 percent of their own projects before they can get uh, like the the remaining 20 percent from the federal government. Money, please. (laughs) But it's like if states had 80 percent of the money to fund their projects, then they probably wouldn't be like either not doing anything or like they probably wouldn't need to like ask for funding they could just like make it work with the 80 percent but like the fact is that states don't have that kind of money to fix infrastructure so on a federal level like because of the weather something needs to be done right Mm -hmm. and i feel like that you know kind of infrastructure plan isn't even factoring in anything about climate change at this point it's like Mm -hmm. kind of getting to where we should be in the first place without even factoring that in like especially here it's like even if we weren't having these terrible floods and you know these like weird winters like our roads are still terrible like all of these things need have needed to be updated for a long time right especially yeah yeah. like our public transit too like that Mm -hmm. in and of itself is like a whole other thing right so Um, it seems like a whole nother hurdle to like uh, like even get to where we need to be in most states and then above that like how do we plan for more of these like mega storms that are happening yeah i think too the article goes into for a while now i mean especially on like the democratic side it's been accepted the idea of climate change and that we need to do something about it but i think even personally for a long time it was like it was making hurricanes worse and like people in tornado alley they're seeing like more frequent tornadoes and um especially in other parts of the world like more of these like insane weather events typhoons and flooding and things like that but it hasn't really hit uh in the midwest in a noticeable way until i feel like recently but it just might be my own bias but so i think people around the midwest they're starting to wake up to like oh wait this can really like 
be a problem here too. Like they talked about in Minnesota, they, um, parts of the area with the flooding, they qualified for like FEMA assistance for the first time, which is something that they never thought that they would, a lot of people there never thought they would have to deal with before. And I know even myself being in Lansing, I never thought in a million years, like the neighborhood right next to me was getting like literally evacuated by the police. So like, just things that I never had to think about before. That's something that we have to think about going forward. Right. Um, and thinking about too, like all of the agriculture that comes from the Midwest and like how much we contribute to the rest of the country. Like mm-hmm. we're going to have to start thinking about like, it's going to affect the economy. Like it's going to affect everything. Yeah. Basically. I was trying to look, I was looking at some other articles about this just to get some more information together. And there was a couple that was about like the benefits of, climate change and increasing corn production in Michigan that were like clearly written by like, you know, they, they were like biased news sources. So I, I feel like so much water for the corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. And there's already so much of a problem of people growing nothing but corn and people eating nothing but corn based foods, but that's what we do here. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we have the second most diverse agriculture in the, in the country besides California. I remember that. Yeah, and that's also another piece of the, like, puzzle here is that, like, we are getting so... The Midwest is getting so much more rain while at the same time California is in, like, a serious state of, like, really crippling uh, drought. And um, so I don't know. I mean, like, I am not an architect or an engineer, and I have no idea if it's even feasible, but, like, maybe the solution is building something that can catch all of the extra water and then like sending it to California like where a, they have none. Is that even like putting maybe on a tarp? Are <laughs> <laughs> you proposing some sort of giant water slide? Build a slide. <laughs> we need to build a slide. Yeah. The I wall could be an aqueduct, like the ones in Rome that are like still running mm-hmm. and just run all that. They I, have. Yeah. And I think they have aqueducts in uh, California right now in some places that do bring water into like farmland um, into the like inland empire area of California. I think that's what yeah. they call it. I don't think Michiganders are going to like you taking their water and giving it to California. <laughs> OK, well, they don't people have any. Have, people have tried. They've tried to pass things before taking uh, mm-hmm taking water for other states and people have pretty much always shot it down you know what we already do give water to a lot of states because you know what you have to do to get water you have to be nestle yeah and Mm. then and then you get water right i've heard that Mm -hmm. you have to just like have a ton of money right yeah right yeah then they'll just give it to you and then not give Um, it back to the (laughs) state right yeah um yeah so this is something we, I just keep making the same point over and over again, but something <laughs> I never had to think about before uh, in my your had Midwest my, had life. My, had my blinders on in the Midwest over here, but um, the world really is to making look, you. It seems like the, the gotta Grand, wake up. It seems like the Grand River here is always flooded now. Mm-hmm. Everything's always flooded. Super brown. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what that's about. That's a whole different issue. <laughs> it's just all the soil and stuff at yeah. the bottom is like mm-hmm. it's never settled. We had a ton of snow this winter too. I mean. Probably not. I don't know. I haven't like feared for my life while driving as much, I think, as I did. Yeah. We had a lot of weird winter. like freezing rain times this yeah, winter. Yeah. Ice so covered than roads. The snow being ca- terrifying, but. Yeah. 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 I had to refresh my Michigan knowledge of knowing the difference between sleet, uh, freezing rain, ice, and snow. Mm hmm. 
when we get them all in one day. Come to the land of the ice and snow. Yeah, but we'll uh, <laughs> really selling it. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm not really sure what the right path forward is because it, it seems like there's more and more of these reports coming out that are like we're basically past the point of no we're return. Doomed. We're on, basically doomed on yep. levels of things in the atmosphere, and so well, we well, just got to take Teslas into space, and then yeah. we'll be fine. I don't know about <laughs> doomed, but like, like lifestyles and quality of life may have to drastically change in the next 50 or so years yeah here here Um, i agree yeah so everything's it seems like it's things are happening exponentially now um let's take a break for (laughs) for a minute from this depressing topic um and get into some trivia i like this trivia theme trivia (laughs) trivia theme the uh music sorry theme song oh yeah i've used this one before it's super spacey and chill. Just I was like not the, paying attention before. Just like that guy's yeah. logo. What's his name? Sorry we ragged on you, space dude. Colbeck? Oh, Colbeck. Patrick Colbeck. I'm not sorry I ragged on him. He's <laughs> a piece of shit. Um, okay. Uh, first trivia question. So the episode that we lost where we had technical difficulties, we did a question like this. Um, so I picked different people this time. So I'm going to list six people. One of them is not from Michigan. The rest are. Okay. Uh, first person. And if you don't know who the person is, because they're not all like A-list people. So if you oh, don't know who it is, I'm just ask me and I'll let is you know. Is it just like all I your friends? I know who they all are. Yeah, it's just my friend. <laughs> um, so the first person is Keegan-Michael Key. Do you know what I'm We're talking good. about? We're good okay. there. Serena Williams. Terry Crews. Charles Manson. Sufjan Stevens. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. No, I don't I think, think you're I right. Think and Taylor Lautner. I'll say that one more time. One of these is not from Michigan. Keegan-Michael Key, Serena Williams, Terry Crews, Charles Manson, Sufjan Stevens, or Taylor Lautner. So I surprisingly know who all of those people are, and I'm shocked that multiple of those people are from Michigan. I don't really know mm-hmm. why. But, um, so say Sufan, is that how you say his name? I've always yeah. listened to, uh, Chicago by him, but, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I had never heard his name. I assumed he was from like Sweden or something, but, uh, so I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess him. Okay. Amy? I am going to guess Serena Williams. Are we both wrong? You're both wrong. Uh, the only person on that list who is not from Michigan is Charles Manson. Who's from California? He's from Cincinnati, Ohio originally. He moved to California. Ohio. Uh, for some reason, with you people. I like was watching a Terry Crews interview the other day and then did a deep dive on him. Mm-hmm. And he's from Flint. Wait, so where, are, yeah, yeah. where are all he's the other from, people from? So Keegan-Michael Key was born in Southfield and he was raised in Detroit. I, I no actually idea. knew that one beforehand because I saw this. Uh, there's a show called, I don't know the name, but it's like comedians that just sort of like tell stories about funny things that happen to them in their lives. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about driving into a sketch area in Detroit. Um, Serena Williams is from Saginaw. Hmm. Uh, Terry Crews, yeah, he's from Flint and he went to Western Michigan University. Mm-hmm. I had no he, idea about he that He played either. football there and he was in, he was a fine arts major. He's a really good painter. Wow. And when uh, he played in the he's NFL. he's the best at everything. Yeah. He was in the NFL for like two seasons, and he used to make extra money by doing paintings of his 
teammates, like family members for their. He is Did a he Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah. In the NFL. Oh, maybe maybe in college. I I never have say. too much money, Mario. Okay, yeah, I got that wrong. Yeah, you, know, you <laughs> can never like, have too geez. much money. Well, I think I don't think he he never like made it far in the NFL. Maybe he was just on practice squad or something like that. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, Charles Manson is from Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio, because of course he's from Ohio. If um, you weren't gonna say it, I was going to. Yeah, Sufjan Stevens is from Detroit. Hmm. I um, thought that he might be the one because he has like a lot of Midwest songs. Yeah. And yeah. I know he where does. he was from. I mean, there's also like, there's a lot of people who like, people consider them from California or something like that, but mm-hmm. they are originally from, you know, somewhere else. So, mm-hmm. like, a lot of the big Detroit musicians that got famous were like famous for being Detroit musicians, but they were right. from other areas. Yeah. Let's um, name a couple because uh, I was Alice shocked. Cooper. Yeah. Alice Cooper. Yeah. He's from Arizona, but his band. Mm. They were very like avant-garde and weird, so like they Detroit got a, loved them. Yeah, they got like a base in Detroit, and then um, Jack uh, White, Kiss was yeah. from Kiss. New York, but they got famous in Detroit. Jack White's from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, Taylor Lautner uh, is from Grand Rapids. Interesting. Somehow I'm not surprised that that no, is where he he's seems, from. He seems like a Grand Rapids. <laughs> he person. does. He does. Yeah. Uh, so he is the he plays the the wolf guy and <laughs> in wolf guy <laughs> what's the name of the movie twilight twilight yeah. the twilight series how dare you sorry, <laughs> sorry. you a big diehard fan uh no i'm not <laughs> but i did watch the movie okay yes. it would be my favorite right, thing if right, you were right. let's do the next <laughs> let's do the next question okay um so michigan held the first outdoor game of what professional sports league the first outdoor game of what professional sports league the first game in the u.s or the first game ever first game well it was it's a it's a u.s specific sports league Hmm. so it was the first outdoor game of that league and i probably i'm assuming of that sport Hmm. okay most of the big leagues in the united states are like Mm -hmm. sports that are based in the u.s no, I had a specific answer, and that was going to be my key if mm-hmm. I was going to say it or not. So, All right, I'm going to be American, and I'm going to guess uh, baseball. Okay. Amy, you got to guess? I am going to say soccer? I don't know. That's a bad guess. No, God! <laughs> no. No, God, please, right. no! It is uh, the NHL. I was uh, going to say the team. NHL, but so, there are a lot of Canadian teams. Yeah. John. So it's a trick. The NHL outdoor game, their, it was the first outdoor game, was held in 1954 at a Michigan maximum security prison behind barbed oh, yeah. wires and was pros versus cons with the Detroit Red Wings playing against a team of convicts. Oh, that what? is I never sick. Heard, I never pros heard, versus cons. I had never heard of this before. It's like, what's that movie? The Longest Yard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my thought process was probably nhl because it's cold here why would we do a yeah. summer sport but well, then i was like well i feel like that was in canada maybe well they do the big um there's a col- the big u of m does like a hockey mm-hmm. game outdoor at their yeah. football stadium every year that's a big deal so yeah yeah it sort of made sense to me but yeah it's the nhl um that's a fun story but also i feel burned by that yeah so. we got to get a ham horn eventually uh but we're probably not because so this last trivia question is a fun one uh giving you the stink eye right now yeah <laughs> so 
<laughs> what are you saying? Um, so <laughs> the question <laughs> is, question is, um, what handheld tool is only legal for one armed people in Michigan? The thinker. It's almost like a pun once you know the answer. What handheld tool is only legal for one armed people to own in Michigan? <laughs> Any guesses? Just laughing to yourself over there. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, I like this question. Handheld tool. Uh. This is more like a bonus question because it's it's really out there. But I was hoping that I keep like thinking a, of like so actual weapons. It's, it's, it's just a tool. Then, uh, you could consider it a weapon. It like yeah, this that, is like a logic question. Oh well, hmm. I didn't do so well on the LSAT. It'll make so. it'll make sense once you once you hear the answer. Um, I keep thinking of actual tools like screwdriver, and then I'm like, no, of course not. All That's I can so think of dumb. hand grenade. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Well, I'm try- I tried to phrase the question in a way that wouldn't give away too much of what it is. Uh, I keep thinking of like a a hand mechanical hammer. arm. <laughs> what? I don't know. All right. I'm going to go ahead and guess that you- neither of you is going to get this right. So We just keep making stuff up. Uh, the answer is a switchblade. What? So, so a <laughs> that knife. That still doesn't make any sense well, to me. Yeah. So a knife that is. It, they said assisted knives so like you press mm. a button and it flips open mm-hmm. they're not technically legal for people to just own unless you have one arm then you can have it because you couldn't open up a flipping you would have more trouble opening up a flipping knife i guess that makes sense two arms i'm a little underwhelmed i'm a little shocked by the fact that you can't own a switchblade but you can own like a semi-automatic weapon that's yeah. interesting but uh, let's not get political here. Yeah, let's okay. not get not let's, get, let's not get into it. <laughs> we don't it. like to get political here on Midwest Nights. Um, Good one, John. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I think you liked it. All right, let's do some let's do some current events, um, or a current event. So the the current event that we're going to talk about today is uh, this new uh, this new bill that's going through the Michigan House just approved um, that's letting uh, people from industries, like people from corporations, to get a basically a vote on environmental rules. Sounds like a great idea. Great. Um, so, yeah, the Michigan House on Tuesday approved a package of bills that would give industry representatives a bigger role in environmental regulations. Uh, so now it's on or it's getting close to Governor Rick Snyder's desk for him to choose whether to sign it or not. He hasn't given a statement how he feels about it either way yet he's definitely so, gonna say. i have so, a, i have a question mm-hmm. so what exactly does industry representatives mean because okay. i feel like on the surface that seems like a bad idea but a lot of like the energy companies here in michigan are like doing more for renewable mm-hmm. energy than the government is so like if it's someone from like dte like they have a plan for getting mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is, but like X percent renewable by a certain year. So like, yeah. could that be maybe good? In theory, yes. But do you think that that's how it's going to be carried out by our current Republican? No, I, I just don't trust them <laughs> with anything. And so that's why I'm like, yeah. So the bill is being championed by Senator 
Tom Casperson of Escanaba. Um, and so it's, it's actually three bills, and they will provide increased oversight of the Department of Environmental Quality, um, which Casperson said was overzealous, too quick to deny permits, and fueled by radical left-wing environmental agenda, the radical left-wing idea of protecting the environment. Too oh, quick I to like... deny permits, like Nestle taking a bunch of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sure feel like we need that. a, yeah. Yeah, oh. What? I know we have that on deck. Not my sound bites. I know we have that on deck. Oh, it's going to Mariel, you can, just, you can just do it. There yeah! It <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, environmentalists, most of the news stories about this, so they've been, they dubbed it the Fox Guarding the Hen House Act um, because critics were saying that it would defang a regulator that's already lost some teeth due to years of budget cuts and already prioritizes economic developments in its decision rather than the actual environment. Um, so what it will actually do is um, if it gets passed, there's going to be a committee created of people who are industry representatives um, that will have full veto power over Department of Environmental Quality rules in the state. Um, uh, there's a caveat that the version that cleared the House would also let the uh, Director of Environmental Quality seek a final ruling from the governor if it Great came news. to something like that. But who um, are the, who's the board? Uh, who are they appointed so, by? So it's um, what it says is there's going to be 11 voting members, um, six of whom. So it's not all this committee isn't going to be all industry people. It's just going to be a majority. So six of 11 voting members would represent industries or businesses, including solid waste management, manufacturing, public energy utilities, oil and gas, agriculture and small business. The other members would include representatives from. Uh, an environmental organization. I don't know if that means um, it would be different each time, or I'm not sure. Um, a local government representative, a land conservancy group, um, someone from the medical field, and someone from the general public. Um, I think maybe this it'll be a different committee for each hmm. for each thing. The way that this is worded, I'm not 100. Um, percent And also, lobbyists could serve on the committee if they don't represent more than one client. So um, it does seem like, depending on who's in charge of the state government, like it could be good or it could be bad. Mm -hmm, yeah, right? I guess there's a potential for that. I just, it, I don't. Uh, it seems bad right now. Yeah, it seems yeah. it seems better now because well, it's being really pushed by all of the sort of like uh, pro industry hawks that are mm -hmm. in the state government. Um, and the the Democrats proposed a couple of amendments that failed, and those were. Um, amendments barring people from out of state being on the committee. So apparently you're allowed to be on the committee if you're from out of state, uh, as well as employees of companies that have broken or state or f broken state or federal environmental laws before. So neither of those amendments passed to be on it. Mm -hmm. So basically it's like a free for all of who can be on this, even if you happen to be the employee of an organization that has broken rules several times in the past. Yeah. So right now this is kind of like a power grab for republicans yeah yeah and so for, for the industry and so this right. board yeah. is appointed by the governor you said correct um because my major concern with a board that is appointed is that like i would have no problem with this board if it was like an elected board and like they had it's to, definitely not an elected right, board i just right. don't know who is doing the appointing so there's like the problem is is that there's no accountability with these folks that are going to be sitting on the board because like if you think about you know why this conversation is relevant as we had already mentioned the whole nestle thing that happened here where 
the DEQ greenlighted a permit for Nestle to pump out even more uh, groundwater from Michigan than they were previously for basically no money. And um, like the problem is, is that um, if we have a board that is not accountable to anybody, um, they're not going to do what the majority of people want. And like in this past decision, there were, I believe it was like 80 or like over 80,000 um, people wrote in or left public comments about this decision to the DEQ. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was like almost all of them were against it besides like it was like maybe under 100 people who were for it. Um, so I just think that like anytime you start to create like insulated boards of like a small number of people who are making big decisions for a state, like it's it's not democratic. And like that's really problematic for a lot of reasons. Yeah, right. I have similar questions of like who appoints these people like how do they get on this board and then like how long are their terms because I can see like if it's by the governor or by like the current like you know people in politics in like at the capitol like I can see like our current administration getting people to be on this board and then if the people on this board outlast them then like Mm -hmm. they can still veto a lot of decisions even if even if we vote in like a fully democratic like Mm -hmm. pro-environment you know administration this year yeah but it's also like it's hard because you then don't want it to just be like a back and forth of like these four years we go this way and then Mm -hmm. these four years we go the other way like that doesn't it seems like so much of the time like things get canceled out in that way and no progress can be made but I feel like there must be a better way to like decide decisions there other than like this board i don't know it, it just seems like the whole thing is a little sus mm-hmm. yeah a little sus a little it's a little sus it's a new phrase created right here on yeah <laughs> and i think that also like in terms of the permitting decisions like people are saying um well technically like we're not here to make like moral judgments about what companies are doing we're just here to hand out the permits and as long as these permits comply with the law that we've laid out then they have to get a permit and that's how things are fair Mm -hmm. um and i think that that is like kind of a cop-out argument i don't know it's like reminds me of like what twitter does when it says like well we just created a platform and like we can't help if like alt-right bros are like on here like russian trolls are on here like spreading hate like you know everybody has an equal opportunity to do this stuff and it's just like people not people pretending like they are completely neutral and like blind to the circumstances like eh, it gets a little uh, weird i think this is also more of government officials passing off responsibility to other people yeah which is definitely a theme in the federal government and hate to see happen in the state government um i know personally and I think for a lot of people lately, it seems like there's basically like no one at the wheel at the federal government. Like, and I, I, I think people from both sides are f- sort of feeling that. It's Jesus. Jesus is at the wheel. Yeah. Um, I was going to make that so, joke, so but I then pe- I just thought of Mike Pence immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I think people now more than ever are looking towards like state governments and local governments for some sort of leadership. Mm-hmm. So seeing them start to do things like this. I think just really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know a better way to phrase it. Yeah. But um, when the people who, you know, because it's a, it's a little easier for government officials at the state level, especially the local level, to be like tangible, like real people that you can, 
Mm-hmm. I know we've definitely had problems in Michigan with our state governments and transparency. Shady, 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 shady. Doing things like that, but um, we're not going to explain that. But at it all. definitely, you know, it hasn't felt as much like there's no one at the wheel at the state. But this is, I think, a move in the wrong direction on that side of the spectrum. Yeah, so. I definitely feel like there's someone at the wheel in the state. I just mm-hmm. like don't like him yeah maybe he'll he'll surprise us and veto it they said they don't he hasn't yeah he he hasn't made a comment about it and he has you know he uh he signed um expanding the affordable care act and stuff like that in michigan so he he doesn't necessarily always go exactly with um with the gop in the state so we'll Mm -hmm. see yeah what happens i'm trying to decide if that is better than just feeling like there's nobody there doing anything. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird not having that, uh, that trust in your own government, things like that. <laughs> um, yeah. The government is coming. <laughs> Can you get, get that on a soundbite? Tin foil hats and, <laughs> and all that start eight. We'll move the show to AM radio, <laughs> coast to coast, and get a real conspiracy show going. Can't uh, wait. Yeah. That's and, what this is now. Yeah. Info war, Midwest Nice Wars. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, one last uh, nice thing to talk about to end our, end our episode this week. So, what's going right? what's uh what's the silver linings so this is an article that we we talked about outside of the podcast last week so not you know it's not the the newest thing out but i think it's definitely worth mentioning so just the the uh, the article title here is sneaky squirrel loads michigan man's car with 50 pounds of pine cones you Um, had me at sneaky squirrel with all these i mean the first the the segment you know the segments we did today were very uh policy heavy and uh boring yeah a little little dry so we need to get into something a little a little funnier um so yeah so the article goes for kellen moore of gaylord michigan it was 50 pounds of pine cones that he found in his car so he decided to take a look under the hood of his dodge journey which he recently purchased used uh when his air conditioner started making strange sounds and wasn't working properly and he was shocked that there was, yeah, 50 pounds of pine cones that a lone squirrel <laughs> had some out. The picture is hysterical because his entire car is, like, full of pine cones. We should tweet it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll tweet it. Yeah, so this is just a great local flavor story. Um, so he goes on to say, heat from the engine made them expand, so some were harder than others. Uh, it took him 45 minutes to remove all the pine cones. They were jammed all around the engine. And uh, he believes that, well, the way that he says this, he said, Moore believes that a sneaky squirrel with a penchant for hoarding is to blame for the incident. So <laughs> it sounds like, like this is not his first encounter with this one individual he is squirrel. He a squirrel grudge. This article is so well written. It is. For, for like, a, yeah, like a local flavor. Sneaky like squirrel this. with a penchant for yeah. hoarding. Well, I think this one was actually taken off of like people.com. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how it ended. squirrels.com. This, this, went, this story went national. It was like... I remember seeing on like the front page of Reddit and it was on all sorts of different news stories. It was on, I think, Good Morning America. I think they talked <laughs> about this. Nice. Um, so, yeah, they said uh, this stuff happens a lot up here. It happens to everyone eventually, but not at this scale. At worst, you find some acorns in your air filter and whatnot. 
Everyone who has seen this can't believe it. It's the perfect setup for a squirrel, though. Nice and insulated, lots of food with the pine cones. But again, <laughs> it sounds like this was not this guy's first incident with this single squirrel, which, like, squirrels don't even live that long. So, like, this man has been feuding with this Oh, I have squirrel. a story for later. Okay. Well, there's, I only have for one right little now. last line now, <laughs> so you can talk about it right now. Yeah? Yeah. I just want to go back to a time in my life when I was in college at the University of Michigan living in a very old house on a third floor and squirrels would break into our house mm-hmm. and eat all our food. Not so about it. There was no air conditioning, so we were living there in the summer and we couldn't open our windows because squirrels would like gnaw through the like rest of the window and like yeah. come in and freak us out. Yeah. So squirrels are sneaky guys. Yeah, they're kinda cute, but they, they tore the hell out of my yard. Yeah. My yard looks like a minefield because they dug it all up for well it was being dug up for like decades without people scaring them off beforehand and now uh yeah they really tore it up in the spring so far at my house i've been chasing them away and throwing rocks at them and stuff also i remember my a long time ago when i was a kid in my grandparents backyard they had like a walnut tree or something and squirrels would like pick the walnuts and throw them at you (laughs) like (laughs) throw them at you with like their hands yeah that doesn't make it so mean are they evolving <laughs> <They're> <laughs> our next overlords <laughs> learning to use basic tools um yeah so the article ends with uh luckily for uh more his car seems to still be in working condition the squirrel on the other hand is now 50 pounds short of pine cones Aww. what a good article you yeah. almost feel bad for the squirrel but yeah. then you remember the really, breaking of your room <laughs> i always yeah these these articles warm my heart because i just think like this is probably some like journalist working there who's maybe about to retire just does it for fun thinks like oh this would be fun to write about and then i also like to think about how nice it must be to be one of the people in like the ignorant bliss of just like these are the only articles that catch their eye when they're looking at anything so in their head everything is just chugging along like normal and it's like oh that's a cute little story the and journalists all... who are writing about squirrels and cars in 2018 yeah. people not uh... the headlines today did you see the headlines today the <laughs> yeah squirrel? you see that squirrel uh, what <laughs> that squirrel with the pine cones <laughs> uh you know the whole uh you know north korea talks people on a friday yeah but that squirrel with all those pine cones man that i think that's cute. gonna be my new career path if this doesn't work out for me yeah local flavor articles yeah shannon Malway tweet <laughs> oh, i'm still mad about that mm. Mm. yeah for the listeners out there we did a as most people do we did a discussion on which character from parks and rec are you and i accused amy of being shannon Malway tweet and she took offense to that <laughs> i'm still offended i'm really mad she's just so she's just so neutral <laughs> As a character. That's worse than being Anne. I know. <laughs> Who am I? I know. Ethel Who Beavers. Ethel <laughs> <laughs> Beavers? Oh, and, I, and we determined I'm Herman Lurpus, the guy who owns the pawn shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, couldn't, I didn't want to go with the, the, you know, the typical characters. You know, everyone wants to be a Leslie. Everyone wants to be a Ron. But it's true. If you really look inward and decide who you truly <laughs> are, there's not that many Leslies or Rons out there. Well, that was sad. <laughs> yeah. So much for ending on a, a happy note. Well, we did, yeah. Squirrels, pine cones. Oh, I didn't get to... Yeah. I just didn't get to use that the whole time. I didn't use it <laughs> oh, in the beginning. thank you. All right. They didn't good. use it during the trivia, so I had to get that out of the system. Um, well, now we're ready to go. Yeah. 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 Good episode today. Um, Mariel, you want to you wanna promote us a little bit? Yes, everyone. If you aren't subscribing, 
what the heck are you doing? You're you, a miserable, you're a miserable, miserable sad, lonely person. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll insult you if you don't <laughs> start yeah. following us. Yeah, this is a threat. You better subscribe because uh, we can see who you are and who you are not. Just kidding, only who you are. Um, so you can stream and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or basically anywhere else you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Midwest Nice Cast. Um, and John's going to take it away here with our website. <laughs> the website, I, I promise I will connect a regular domain to it eventually. It is Midwest Nice dot podcast. I messed it up already. Midwest Nice dot pinecast dot co. Pinecone. Dot pine dot cone. Not to be confused with the squirrel side. Midwest Nice. Soon to be Midwest Nice dot pinecone. Dot pine dot cone. Yeah. Okay, um, just to clarify, anyways, John, what is our just website? Just don't go to our website. Don't go to the website. It's midwest-nice.pinecast.co, and I, I'm going to connect a new domain to yeah, it. It's also we gotta in, figure our, that out. It's in our Instagram bio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We our, have an Instagram, too. Yeah. Hey, link in bio. Uh, our Instagram is just at midwest-nice-cast. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's just, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Get out there. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and uh, subscribe. Give us some ratings. We need ratings because we're desperate for we attention and ratings. accolades. Our Instagram is Midwest Nice Podcast. Thank yeah. you, Amy. Is that? Um, yeah, and we will see you next week. See ya.